Could COVID vaccinations be the reason for container ships stranded off the coast of California? Facebook disappears for hours and nobody bats an eye at it. And is the 9mm at risk of being the next gun to be banned by Mr. Joe Biden? This is shooting the shit. to shooting a ship for Wednesday, October 6, 2021. What's going on? How you doing? Happy hump day. What's happening? COVID vaccinations, can they be the reason for container ships stranded off the coast of California? I get different opinions from everybody, and I don't even know what to say at this point. What do you think? Oh, I keep hearing that they have everything on those container ships from food to primers to bullets to everything so who knows (laughs) as you can hear i have a guest this week thank god i told you i've been trying to get a guest on here to do a special segment and i do my buddy ray how you doing ray good blake how you doing i'm doing you know uh everything's going man we're we're just trying to live life right now under a new administration's fucking lockdowns and mandates and all this kind of bullshit that they want to pull Anyway, container ships, they're all over fucking the coast of California. Supposedly, they got all kinds of shit on them, and for some reason, they're not docking. Why do you think's the reason? I think they're trying to drive up prices on everything, so that way they can say, hey, you know, this whole $15 an hour, look, we people would be able to afford more if you paid them more. Absolutely. I also kind of, I, I my whole opinion on this is, I personally think... That these ships are they're stuck out there for the fact that they're not able to uh, get the shit off them fast enough because a lack of fucking employment right now. Because people are quitting their jobs like fucking thousands by the day because of these fucking vaccine mandates. Well, if... <laughs> How many, how many doctors, or, or not doctors, but nurses so much, are saying, hey, we don't want the vaccine, and, and they're quitting. They're losing their job. They're there. losing their job, and a lot of them are quitting. I had a couple guys at my work, you know, everybody on here knows that this isn't what I do for a living, obviously, this is just a fucking, yeah, a hobby, but what I do, I had a couple guys at my job already, they're denying the shot, and they're not working. We do got to get the shot, because a lot of the larger companies that we do work for won't allow us on the job unless we're vaccinated. That's, I'm not so much worried about the company that I work for. Right. That's what I worry about is all of a sudden, if one of the people that we do a bunch of work for says, your guys aren't going to be allowed in here unless they are vaccinated. Well, here's a job that I've worked at for 25 years. Now I've got to make a decision. Do I want to get the vaccine or not? My whole look at it is right now, me being I'm, I'm hurt and I haven't worked for a few months, but when I do go back, they want to force the vaccination in my arm. I look at the fact that I've been doing this for 28 freaking years, and why am I going to give up my livelihood just because of a needle? I might as well just get it. Well, and I just had this conversation with a doctor the other day because my wife and my stepdaughters, they all wind up, wound up with COVID, so they're testing me four and five times. I never wound up with it. And the doctor says, why don't you just get the vaccine? I said, 
Well, here's something to think about. I have a breathing machine that I sleep with. Right. I've had it for five years. Okay. All of a sudden, I get a letter in the mail from the manufacturers that says, hey, stop using our machine because the material inside of it is causing lung cancer. And I'm like, wait a minute. You had this therapy's been out for years. And well, what, sleep apnea? Yeah. Yeah, what machine is this? Uh, the Philips Dream Station. Okay, it's different than mine. I do. I have sleep apnea, oh, okay. also, but I have a different machine. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody's told me mine does anything <laughs> of causing anything. Thank God. No, I got a phone call from the pharmacy, and they said stop using it. And I said, well, the, I have a doctor that tells me that I need to sleep with this thing, and now you're telling me not to use it. What should I do? Um, well, you can either use it or not use it. I said, well, send all the stuff over. Let me read it, and I read it, and it's like, hey, the machine admits. Fumes that causes cancer from day one. Right. And I'm like, well, that's not good. And then there's a foam piece inside of it that breaks down, especially if you use one of those Soakly machines. Sure. Absolutely. Which, which of course, I do. Um, and it's like, well, wait a minute. This, this, There's two different things that are causing cancer, and this is an FDA-approved treatment. And <laughs> FDA. Yeah. And, and five years later, they're now telling me that it causes cancer. Yeah, well, the FDA, they're paid off to just push it through. We know that. So, so now, now we have a COVID shot that doesn't even have a one-year track record. And they're saying, no, 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 it's, it's completely safe. It's completely safe. Well, wait a minute. Five years later, you're telling me that this machine could mess my lungs up. What about a shot that I, don't, I can't get out of my body at that point? Exactly. So, it, there's no long-term treat or no long-term you know uh, science to this at all whatsoever and people they want to force it in your arm and there's people out there who are just following the fucking herd mm -hmm. and you need to get it and the thing that i love about with the fucking vaccine and, and of course like i said i'm not going to let it affect 28 years of my fucking job i'll get the shot because my livelihood's more important right I'll make sure my kids fucking you know everything i can give them so on and so forth the life is, is going to continue i'm not going to let a shot do it but you get these people and they sit there and you you need to get the shot and it'll protect me. It's like, how can me getting the fucking shot protect you? I, I love that ideology by the left right now who think that everybody needs to get the shot. And if everybody gets this shot, COVID's going to go away. Yeah, no. <laughs> COVID's just going to disappear yeah, all no. of a sudden because we all got the shot. This is the new flu. If you notice, the flu's not around anymore. Now, of course, today I was watching the news source, and they were talking about the flu shot going around. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, why are you even bothering? Because I haven't heard anything about the fucking flu in the last two years, to be honest with you. No, and that's what they even said. And they said, well, it's because everybody's washing their hands and, and wearing a mask. And it's like, well, wait a minute. In the whole beginning of COVID, isn't that what you guys said to stop spreading it? Just wash your hands. Look, it's a real, it's a real virus. We, oh, know, we know that. It's absolutely, absolutely 100% real. My kids went through it and the little symptoms to what they had, you know, my youngest, she got it. She had a little tiny headache, was sent for home from school and she had, she lost her smell a little bit. That's all she had. Like the little headache that she was sent home from school, the, the loss of her smell just that was kind of a day or two after mm -hmm. and it was like really slight but these she's a girl what happens when a kid goes into the fucking nurse's office at school and claims you know my period i need a pill because i got cramps yep. they're gonna send you to fuck home because of covid oh i know and again like you said you know it's real my wife still doesn't have her sense of smell back. it's it's absolutely 100 percent real but 
the 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 fear that they're pushing in the media is just mind boggling. Oh yeah. To try to, to for the you're gonna wear a paper or cloth mask on your face against the deadliest virus ever. Well, what they and, claim anyway. And again, I don't know if you've seen what I did on Facebook. I put one of those stupid friggin' masks on, and I use a one of the the vapes, and I took a hit right off the vape. Yeah. And blew it right out through that mask. Exactly. And it's like. It doesn't stop that. It doesn't. It it's not wearing it is not going to stop anything. No, not it's not. All. It's not. Now, of course, if you're sick and you cough into the mask, I get it. It might slow it down a little right. bit. I do understand. Look, in my job, and you know what I do, mm-hmm. I'm trained in PPE, so right. I have to wear hundred dollar respirators and stuff. And I tried to explain this to people before. I would hold my respirator and say, "Here's a hundred dollar 3M respirator. Mm-hmm. It's got." charcoal filters and these thick ass pre-filters that go on the outside of that that are five to, to ten times thicker than your mask you wear on your face right and i hold the mask up to people and i say see the stuff inside there i mean the mask is blue mm-hmm. see that black shit inside there that's paint mm-hmm. paint that you can see with the naked eye as it falls from spraying the ceiling or something like that got into my hundred dollar respirator a respirator oh yeah that i can actually wear it and you can hit me with some like tear gas, and yeah, I can it get to me a little bit right. slightly, but it it'll stop it. That's what they're designed to do, and right? And there's paint inside of it. Yeah, well, that's but, like the 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 what is it the N95 mask? Yeah, that's what they give you when you cut concrete. Yeah, you know how many times I've cut concrete and worn one of them, and I'm done, and I pull the mask off. And yeah, I you blow it. your nose, and all yeah. of a sudden you're blowing your nose, and there's concrete and blood and everything else oh, yeah. blowing out. And you, you try to sit down and you tell somebody that does not know this stuff and doesn't experience it, and you say, hey, this is what happens. Oh, no, you're just lying. Well, okay, I, I'm, I'm lying then. I, I have a reason to lie about it. Right. But. Uh, I don't know. It's real. I don't disagree with anybody who turns around and says, look, it's real. People are getting sick. I get it. People are getting sick, but obviously the media is just pushing propaganda on telling you how that people are dying from it. So like so much that it scares people and people want you to get the vaccine to protect them. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It it never (laughs) did. And again, there's people out there like my mother-in-law. Right. 65 years old. She's got a couple of health issues. Right. Yeah, I, I, I understand her saying, hey, I want to go and get it because I don't want to have a problem. That That's smart. But for the normal 14, 15, 16-year-old kid right. that's completely healthy, there's no need for it. No, they're, they're not for a vaccine, first of all, that's not at least 95 to 100% effective. Well, it's not at all. I mean, I, I have a neighbor who, fuck, he, he's vaccinated, he's an older guy, and he just spent six days in the hospital. Oh, yeah. From COVID, you know, he's vac- fully vaccinated. So if it don't really work, why force it on the people? Again, my, my wife and my stepdaughters just wound up with it. You yeah. know where they got it from? A vaccinated their, person. Probably. Their stepmother. Yeah, who's vaccinated. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's crazy. It's fucked up, but we're living in a world that it's just coming down to that. It's it's uh, it, it, propaganda right now. Um, but with this oil spill and the ships out there, I, my personal opinion is that this forced vaccination shit that a lot of people are they're, they're, they're quitting the job that they've probably been at for 20 years, 30 years, doing emptying these ship containers. Mm-hmm. And they probably said, no, you're not forcing this into my arm. So they quit. And now, you know, they claim you hear Biden or whoever gets on the fucking horn on TV. And it, we have a shortage of people here or there, like you said, with frontline workers, nurses and doctors and so on. That even 
when you have 50 to 80,000 nurses and doctors who are denying a shot, doesn't that open your eyes to any part of this to say like these people are there on the front lines. They see what's going on and they don't want to get the shot. Well, not just that, but how long has it been that the, the that they've been paying people to stay home? Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> when you're when you America's gotten lazy. Yeah. We've gotten lazy. They just want to stay home, collect a check, not go to work. Yeah. And there's plenty of jobs to be had out there, but fucking people just don't want them. Fucking lazy fucks that just don't want to go to work. Anyway, getting off that topic, Facebook had problems on Monday. I don't know if you saw that at all. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg, from what I hear, now here's the kicker. I read something in in the, in the media, in the news, uh, that Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, uh, I'm going to say Nah, that wasn't Bezos. I don't think that. No, it wasn't Bezos. It was um, who's the other asshole? Gates, Bill Gates, and a couple others. I think six other elites lost upwards of fourteen billion dollars. Yeah, I see that that day. And they said they said that Zuckerberg himself was seven billion of that dollars. Yeah, he definitely took a hit. They were (laughs) talking about it today on the radio, and I heard that, and I just kind of chuckled. Yeah, the news claimed that Zuckerberg lost five percent of. Facebook stock in it. Now, from what I heard through another media source, another actual podcast source, was that Zuckerberg has been selling off his stock for Facebook for the last month. Really? Each day. A little here, a little there, a little there. Is there some inside training bullshit going on that, like, maybe he knows something? We have a whistleblower. Yeah, and that apparently, again, you see all the stuff on Facebook. Some of it makes me laugh, and it was... Zuckerberg pulling out the, a computer and it says I'm deleting files and a thing of Hillary that said there you go boy yeah, yeah and I seen that me I seen that meme I sat there and I said anybody see a big bonfire next to like the main headquarters of Facebook they're burning the fucking hard drives but anyway this this Francis Hagen or Hogan or however the hell you say her name she's a data a data scientist and she works for Facebook and she claims that Facebook obviously is dividing people through their social media platforms by using hate. No, that's no. Facebook would (laughs) Facebook would never do that. (laughs) The 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 platform. This is what I've always had a problem with, and I've had a problem with this since COVID hit, and everybody has been on their phones when we were all locked down, so on and so forth. And I said to it when when it came down to the the First Amendment, you know, freedom of speech, Mm -hmm. and you heard them block out Trump, right, and block out whoever has an ideology that's opposite of theirs, and. I I got in arguments with people going, you know, what about your First Amendment rights and all? And people going, well, they're a private platform. Well, wait a minute. I get it. I get they're a private platform. Okay. But we're talking about a platform that probably communication between people, me and you, whoever else, Mm -hmm. this is probably the biggest communication source that we use today, even above me and you talking to each other face to face. Absolutely. More people talk through Facebook than they do talk face-to-face. Again, that's part of my problem with Facebook is that people can't sit down and have a normal conversation with somebody. And that's why you see so many things on cyberbullying and all that stuff. It's so easy to do it because you're a nameless face that's typing something on a computer. Yeah, It makes it easy for you to do that. If you're sitting there and you're looking at somebody and you're doing that, it's a lot harder to do it to somebody's face. Yeah. I, you're absolutely right with that. I, I I do understand that, and I've seen it in, in that, like you said, with cyberbullying, and you see it with. Um, they said a lot of these 
school shootings and things of that mm-hmm. nature, all kids posting shit across these social media platforms, pretty much is how they not I can't say catch them because they obviously don't catch them because they do get away with shooting up a school and doing what their thing with it. Um, but these platforms are used basically they're used for hate. No matter how you look at it, they're used for fucking hate. Oh yeah, I mean, and I mean, you seen during the, all the rioting that was going on over the summer, they were people were sending messages through Facebook, and Facebook didn't shut it down. No, no, not at all. They didn't. They didn't shut it down at all. No, because someone would lose four billion dollars if they shut it down. <laughs> of, of course, it's all revenue to the United States governments you know of course you know you hear about the tax cuts and tax breaks and we have a lot of that shit going on too with all these uh these new fucking bills that are being written up and the little riders that are put on the back of it obviously with this uh fucking tax per mile thing oh, Did you I, see that i heard something about that and <laughs> what is it they want to they want to tax you now if you go over six hundred dollars a year if you use one of these cash apps and it's like you know really like you you already get enough of my money. <laughs> With the, you're right. The six hundred. I th- I seen that. What, that's the bank thing. The six hundred dollars a yeah, year. They, they want to look into your bank accounts and see what you're spending your money on. If yeah. you have over six hundred dollars. Or but what's what's the app that everybody uses to pay each other? Oh, uh, Venmo and Venmo. Yeah. If if you have more than six hundred dollars in transactions for goods and services, you're going to have to pay taxes on. <laughs> They're trying to tax. It's funny because I was listening to um, earlier Tim Pool's podcast and he was talking about that, the exact thing with the six hundred dollars and how it's it's. They claim it's going to tax the rich, but in reality, it's you're taxing the poor. Who what rich person? Fucking, you're going to look at their thing with six hundred dollars fucking transactions. That's basically the middle class, the poor people that that are doing six hundred bucks in transactions. Yeah, you know. Again, that that goes into another argument I've had fifteen million times. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna charge the the one percenters. Oh, okay, because all that that you're charging them isn't going to get passed down to eventually us. Well, yeah, of course. It, it's it, it, they seem to think that. Well, here's how it works. They claim that they're going to tax the rich. That they want to tax the rich. My opinion is you tax everybody the exact same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And there's no – nobody bitching about it. Nobody can complain. I still heard I, – I mentioned this to somebody before and they still bitched about a billionaire being a billionaire. I'm like, but so what? If I tomorrow come up with a, a, a fucking widget and it makes fucking millions and millions of dollars – and I'm taxed 25%, just like you're taxed 25%. I'm not going to bitch about it. But it sounded to me like this person was jealous of the person who comes up with something. That's the beauty of capitalism. Yeah. You know, this country was founded and formed on capitalism. People actually getting out and making fucking something of themselves and making money. Nothing comes for free. Nothing comes for free. You're absolutely right. But with this, they, they, they're claiming they want to tax the rich to get away with, I guess, to try to get off this debt ceiling that they have that they're claiming right now congress to raise the debt ceiling right now yet you know you look at this they want to pass a three trillion dollar infrastructure bill right now with a bunch of riders on the back of that Mm -hmm. that's where your tax per mile comes in on the back of that bill there's also riders on the back of that bill for something like for honeybees and shit like that which listen i get it we need bees because otherwise we're dead if the bees are extinct <laughs> but like they're, they're they're kind of stupid riders and you know that oh, yeah. these they're not it's like the last one with fucking covid the covid bill they had a fucking rider on the back of that that was uh what was it fucking something like 
ten, I don't know, ten million dollars or eleven million dollars to uh, gender studies in Pakistan. I saw that. <laughs> like really, you can't pull up somebody's skirt and go, "You're a your girl." Listen, <laughs> there's two genders. <laughs> two genders, <laughs> and it's very easy to tell which gender there is. But there's a rider on the back of that one. There's riders on these ones. They they don't make any sense, but. As of October 18th, they're calling that the deadline to where, you know, they could shut the, the government down, which, fucking, I think they should shut the government down anyway. But. Listen, how in debt are we? Okay. So here we go. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna explain this one to you. The national debt right now as of February 2020 is $23 trillion. Someone needs to take their checkbook. We're $23 trillion. Do you know if we tax the wealthy, the rich, the elites? 100% of yep. what they make, we still will not clear that Yep, that debt. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> but yet, I guess this is their ideology. But see, they're not really going to tax the rich. They're going to tax us because there's more money to be made taxing the oh, middle class yet. person. You're talking about taxing 1% or 99%. Exactly. So anyway, when, when Trump started out, the national debt was $20 trillion. It was $19.9 trillion mm-hmm. when he started out. Now – they claim with him, he supposedly he he, tra- he added seven trillion dollars or something, whatever the hell it is. And I'm wrong. Let me let me let me be wrong. What did I say? Twenty twenty. Oh, that was twenty twenty. I'm sorry. Not that's not that's not that's twenty three trillion in twenty twenty. Right. February twenty 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 twenty. Where the hell am I at? We are now. All right. When Biden took off, we're at twenty twenty eight and change. Twenty eight point eight. Twenty eight point seven. Right now. Okay, they claim that at twenty, when tr- when Trump took office, it was tr- twenty trillion dollars. Okay, nineteen point nine. They claim that with all his bills and stuff, it would it would have added like seven trillion dollars to it, which we know it didn't happen. Uh simple se- second grade math will show you this, but we're at twenty eight point eight percent. When Biden took office, you know how much it was at? Probably nineteen. It was at 27.7% when Biden took office. Oh, when he took office. When he took office. When he took office, it was 27.7% or $27.7 billion when he took office. Okay. We're at 28.6 or 7 right now. So he added literally in his first month, they say, almost a trillion dollars in his first month in office. Trump actually, with simple math, rose the debt only $3 trillion is what he rose it and during his time in pre-COVID. Right. When COVID hit, it added a few trillion to it, plain and simple. But it's – yeah, we're in the, the – the, we're approaching $29 trillion as of right now, Biden. And he wants to add a $6 trillion budget plan. And a $3 trillion infrastructure plan with a bunch of riders on there that will tax the fuck out of you and me. Yep. It's absolutely insane. Insane. Anyway, so getting off the taxing thing because I hate talking about money. Today there was obviously a shoot in Texas. I don't know if you've seen that on the news. I heard something about yeah, it. Yeah, there was a school shoot in Texas. I don't think anybody died. Four no. people hurt from what I hear. Gunman surrendered, gave himself up. Um, leads to... Gun laws, gun rights, gun safety, the whole nine yards, because you know that at this point, the Biden administration, 
Biden and Kamala Harris really want to try their hardest to take away our guns. Yeah, they do. They're going to... All right, here's the whole reason I bought Ray on here. Because Ray is my gunman. I'd like to say, okay, what would you consider yourself when it comes? An enthusiast? A gun Um, enthusiast? A gun what? Yeah, gun enthusiast, Second Amendment supporter, um, a brief, brief, brief history. I'm 46 years old, or be 46 years old. I started shooting when I was six years old. Yeah, you gotta love that, 40 years. Yeah, 40 years I've been around the gun community. I do just about everything with guns. I can build my own ARs. Anybody can, they're Legos. But I build my own ammunition. I shoot my own ammunition. And there's not a lot about guns that I don't know. You hunt? Uh, Used to. I don't hunt anymore. Okay. I just kill paper. (laughs) And metal targets. Yeah, and metal targets. And metal targets. A little tough to kill the metal targets, yeah. but the, you do kill them. The, anyway. little, the little thing they make at the end is funny. Anyway, we're going to talk about guns today. And that's that's pretty much the episode I wanted to do. I wanted to do it on guns. And I wanted to bring my boy here, who is a gun enthusiast, who he's a good shooter too. Didn't at one point you were had a chance maybe to be on Top Shot or something yes, like that? Yes, I called the producers up and I actually got a call back and I thought it was a joke. And I called them back, and it was not a joke. They had made me an offer to go on there, and unfortunately, I couldn't do it at the time. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely know how to shoot a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of different knowledge here and see what you can say with it. We'll, and we'll stop at points when you, if you want to tell me your knowledge on guns. Okay. okay. All right, here we go. They've been in existence for more than a thousand years and have affected warfare and society in general in ways perhaps no other invention can match we're talking about guns once just the weapon of the world's military forces now guns are considered a right of average citizens by some people especially in the united states of america where it's written into the constitution that's right we love the constitution (laughs) yes the bill of rights it's a great thing anyway it all started in china in the year 850 ce did you know that? I knew it was China because they did the black powder. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ray's already coming up with some good shit. All right. When the Chinese accidentally created gunpowder, all right, while, try, while trying to develop a fountain of youth potion, <laughs> they came up with gunpowder. You can, you're trying to fucking make a fountain of youth potion and you fucking come up with gunpowder. So you're going to kill people now for the rest of the fucking day's end. God. <laughs> the resulting powder called now. Now, do you know this? Because I can't even. I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. I know the word. I when I see the word, I know what it is. There's no. All right. Now yay. I guess it is N U O Y A H. Now yay. It's black called. Powder. It's a black powder. <laughs> it was a blend of charcoal, salt, pe- salt, peter, and sulfur. They quickly learned the powder could be used in warfare. Uh the then reigning Song Dynasty is uh, the first to have used gunpowder against the Mongols, uh, whose constant invasions into the countries plagued the Chinese throughout the period. So, they obviously have been using this to fight off enemies for thousand uh-huh. years. Yeah. Thousand years. The Chinese attacked the Mongols with fire lances or arrows fixed with tubes of gunpowder. That, when ignited, would propel across enemy lines. More gunpowder-based weapons followed as the Chinese perfected a variety of weapons against the Mongols over the next centuries, including the first cannons and grenades. 
They actually denied designed grenades back in the day. <laughs> this is I dude, I was mind boggled. I'm reading this shit, I'm like, I, I was actually getting into it. I'm like, wow, really? Dude, well, grenades and, and, and again, reloading ammunition, I know like if you don't put the right amount in there, you're gonna hurt yourself real quick. So to think way back when they just they were smart enough to figure out we gotta put this much, or because if we put too much, it's it's gonna yeah. blow up in our hand. <laughs> so gunpowder now arrives in Europe. Now we're gonna get out of the Chinese. We all know where it came from. Chinese. Mm-hmm. So gunpowder made made its way into Europe in the 13th century, likely over the Silk Road trade routes through Central Asia. Rival nations refined gunpowder recipes in the ensuing centuries before arriving at the optimum mixture. Approximately 75% saltpeter, 15%, am I right? Yeah, saltpeter, mm-hmm. 15% charcoal, and 10% sulfur. Mm-hmm. That's what you get your mixture. That's kind of what you look at. Uh, it depends because... Again, modern gunpowder, smokeless gunpowder, different powders burn at different rates. So mm-hmm. you have to have the right one. Like, especially you can't use something that's designed for a pistol cartridge in a rifle cartridge. You, you'll have an accident. Something will blow up and you'll lose fingers and eyes. And yeah, we, like we, we don't like that. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, in 1350, let's see... Uh, Rudimentary gunpowder cannons were uh, commonplace in the English and French militaries who used the explosive technology against each other during the Hundred Years' War. As the centuries continued, new and improved cannons were designed, many of which were small and portable. Eventually, the hand cannon was developed in the early 15th century. It was the first real personal firearm. The Ottoman Turks used these and other cannons during the successful siege of the Constantinople, I'm going to guess is what it is, or whatever the fuck, maybe it's a country or something, in 1453. The powerful new weapons essentially rendered traditional uh, walled fortifications of Europe defensively. So, they're talking about the hand cannon. Is that the blunderbuss? I'm going to guess that's probably what it was, the blunderbuss. <laughs> well, hold on, we're going to continue to keep doing this. Historians generally consider the Chinese fire lance as the first gun. They're considering that the first gun. But before the 15th century, guns were tricky to fire. They required both hands and a burning wick to ignite the powder. <laughs> yep. Yeah, real fun. No wonder, you know, back then, like, you know, people weren't dying at large rates because it, it took you forever to fucking reload. Anyway, uh, enter the invention of the lock, an internal firing mechanism that made shooting a handheld firearm more efficient, easier, mm-hmm. and safer. The first was a match lock. Followed by a series of enhancements until we got something more akin to the gun we know today. Uh, the first known gun to use match lock was the French uh, arquebus. What did you call it? A blunderbuss. A blunderbuss, which probably is the same thing. They called it an arquebus, I yes. guess. It basically, think of it as a big, giant shotgun that you would stick everything and anything in. Nails... Just whatever. Just and, fire them at somebody. And that's what you're shooting at, people. <laughs> All right. Short-barreled, long-gun rifle type. The held at the shoulder, yet small, is what they called that. So it was a little fucking... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough to be handled by one person. A gunpowder-soaked cord burned at both ends until it touched a pan of flash powder, which set a small ball soaring, soaring toward its enemy. Still... They were cumbersome weapons that could be, you know, fired once every two minutes or so. 
You gotta sit there and you gotta every put two minutes. In. Every two minutes. Yeah, one round. The, you, the guy better be a couple hundred yards away or something because he gets to he's gonna beat the shit out of you with his hand. <laughs> There's definitely not a 20 foot, <laughs> 21 foot rule with that. Guns slowly replaced old guard weapons because they were more economical rather than more lethal. Lifelong uh, devotion uh, was required to become a highly skilled and highly paid swordsman or archer, but a few weeks or months of training could turn a lower class soldier into a skilled gunner. So, you know, with that, uh, besides increasing the field of soldiers, guns have had far-reaching influence on the nature of armed combat, uh, from the distances at which dueling armies engage one another to the types of wounds soldiers incur. You know, only the horse, which dominantly uh, dominated battlefields for, you know, millenniums, has proven more effective than a gun. So the horse, obviously, is still a more effective weapon in war than the gun is, I guess, even today. I guess you kind of got to look at it. Maybe it's not the horse, but it's the horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Bradley's pretty much uh, got a little bit more horsepower than one horse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's that's that's the knowledge I got, and I was pretty like pretty blown away by it. With you know, but you're you're saying the the, the what is it the whatever bus is the, the blunder the bus. blunder bus is the first gun. So um. You're a gun enthusiast. Why do you like guns? What's your biggest joy of guns, I would say? It's almost, I guess the best way to put it is you play sports. Yeah. And you go out and you play them and you get better and better and better at it. Sure. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. Um, Shooting is the same thing. Like, it's a skill. And um, we go out, me and my buddies, and we'll go to the range. And if we go three, four, five weeks in a row... You can actually see your skill level go up. And if you don't go for a couple months, you can see that skill level come down because you haven't gone. It's, 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 like I said, it's the same thing as doing any kind of sport. Uh, just because it's done with a firearm doesn't make it any difference. It, it, I have that competition feeling that you feel when you play hockey. Sure. Um, I can go out there and I was, I was telling you uh, before we started, I took a 22 pistol at 200 yards. Why? Because I could. Because right. that's some okay, I'm going to keep doing this until I can get it. Sure. And, uh, you know, like I said, and now especially with the with me reloading my own ammunition, um, I can take my ammunition and put it up against the stuff that people are paying $50 and $60 a box, and it's better. And it's, it's better because it's designed for my guns. It's designed for, you know, what... what projectile I'm putting in it as right. opposed to, okay, this is what Hornaday says that you're supposed to use. Okay. I can change everything and make it work better in my firearm. So reloading a gun, here's a serious question. Mm-hmm. Is it cheaper than buying ammunition at the store? Per round. Per okay. round. Okay. It, it costs me less per round to be normal times, not COVID drives everything through the roof but normal times yes it's cheaper per round you don't save money you shoot more because you're excited you want to see how this performs how that performs you want to make it even better than what you have so um again i I shoot a lot i always have i've never shot as much as i do now that i make my own ammunition okay so making your own ammunition obviously is a science uh yeah so like you said earlier you put too much in you can blow your fucking hand oh yeah you put too less in yeah yeah. Okay, so um, what's the most expensive part of 
the, the, the actual powder, gunpowder, the, the the you know, I mean, the grains, or what's the most expensive part of making your own ammo? It does depend. Um, like a nine millimeter, the most expensive part is the projectile itself. Okay. Um, the brass, either you shoot factory brass and, and then you have that and you take that and reuse it, or you can buy it, but it's fairly cheap. The primers used to be about three cents a primer, but now they're what, probably 10 cents, 12 cents. Uh, Gunpowder, especially wow. in pistol, it's there's not a lot in, in a pistol, so it's, it's fairly cheap, but when you start getting into rifles and some of those charges are 40 and 50 uh, uh, grains, you start putting a lot of powder in some of those rounds, it gets expensive. Now, how'd you learn how to do this? Your... I sat down one day and said, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I went online and I found books and read everything I could about it and found a couple old guys that do it. And I sat down and talked to them and they showed me how to do it. And then I said, okay, I'm going to go out and buy my own machine and got the machine. And then I found some other people online that said, hey, we can help you do that. We can kind of tell you how to do it and what not to do and what to do. And now there's another group that I belong to on uh, another platform on MeWe and we get along great. It's, you know, 600 guys, I think in a group and we try to help each other out as much as possible. You know, Hey, I need this. I need that. You know, anybody, anybody see this? Yeah, I have this, I have that. And you know, you try to help each other out. Okay. It's uh, like I said, it's a pretty tight knit community. Yeah. So you haven't hunted in a long time or oh god last time i went hunting i was probably 22 years old with everything that's going on in today's world i don't know you, you might want to consider thinking <laughs> about learning to hunt again and getting out there and just honing them skills unfortunately <laughs> either fortunately or unfortunately i've i've bought some stuff and my brother-in-law keeps trying to talk me into getting back into hunting and he's doing a pretty good job of it especially with some of the guns that i have he's like the that's what you're going to use for a deer. And it's like, oh, man, okay. <laughs> that just makes it, I guess, a little more fun, I guess, oh, to get God, out there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, all right, let's get into all these, you know, banning of this, banning of that, stopping this. We know Donald Trump's the one who stopped bump stocks. Absolutely. Do you think that was a good idea? No. And not necessarily that, and I've used one. And they're not the easiest thing in the world to use. Um, not the easiest thing, or not the hardest thing, though, to create without a bump stock. No, no, not at all. Basically, um, it's a belt. Pretty much, it, it, it. You're basically, and there's another company out there that did the same thing. They went around the rules, and they made a trigger that's called a forced reset trigger. So oh, yes, it actually pushes forward and it pushes your finger forward. So that oh, way, so now okay, it, so eliminate it, the bump stop. It eliminates the bump. You stop. eliminate that little spring. Yes, and you kind of put the spring in your finger instead of your pretty shoulder. Much, pretty much, and it, it it's basically the same science. Um, and again, it's not necessarily do I need the average person to be able to empty a 30 round magazine as fast as they can without having to reset their trigger blah 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 all those rules no but the problem is is once you give an inch you're going to have to give up a yard i was going to ask that question why do you think that getting rid of it was such a bad idea because honestly i don't see the need for a bump stock especially I, if you know how to actually tie a belt around and put mm -hmm. it around your shoulder because you can recreate that yes. that type of fire with a, just a belt right and, and you're that's, done. 
that's what the problem is, and, and this is the argument that I have with a lot of people that are, uh, oh my god, an AR-15 is a weapon of war, and this and, and that. <laughs> it's and scary it's, looking, it's, right? It's scary. It's, it's fucking scary looking. That's all it is. It scares me. It's black. And, it's, yeah, it's, and, and it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, and it can shoot five million rounds a minute. <laughs> it, it, it's the I, stupidest thing. I don't know if you world. saw that fucking video. I, it was some... Congress guy or whatever fucking fired. He put it down and started to cry. Yes. <laughs> I looked at him and I went, oh my. I laughed my ass off because I'm like, the next video I went to was like a fucking little 10-year-old girl running through a fucking, you know, one of them uh, oh. sharp, them shooter fucking courses yeah. with an AR doo, 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 taking shit out. I'm like, and this little girl throws it down and then starts firing her 45. I'm going, yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, my, my, uh, my brother-in-law, his son, who I... I want to say Austin is probably six, seven years old. Is shooting a two-two-three, and like the the famous thing, Joe Biden, get a twelve-gauge shotgun, get a double-barrel shotgun. And AR is heavy. It's it's it, it's hard to use. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait, I gotta stop you for a minute, right there. I gotta stop you for a minute, right there. Wait, who said get a double-barrel shotgun? Joe Biden actually said go get a double-barrel shotgun. All you need is a shotgun. Get a shotgun. That's what the, all the memes were. With Does him. Joe Biden realize that the kind of damage that when these kids figure out that all you really need is a shotgun to walk through fucking school and fire at people with some buckshot that mm-hmm. you're going to do away with the AR? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, fuck that aim and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spray and pray. <laughs> Spray and pray. Well, and again, I had I had an argument and, and I'm very – if somebody is, says, I don't like guns, I can appreciate that. Yeah, because that's your right. Well, absolutely. That's but, the, I I say that to everybody. But if somebody says you can't have an AR because it shoots six hundred rounds a minute, whoa, that's a lie. Yeah. So the, the this guy on Facebook tells me that this doctor says that the two, <laughs> doctor two two three is the most devastating round out there, and I went, huh? <laughs> I said, do you even know why the 223 was invented? And this guy's like, it goes in your body and bounces around. I'm like, no. <laughs> they invented the 223 because it was so small, it takes two people to carry an injured soldier out of a woods. Yeah. That's why. It's it's made to injure. Yes, obviously, it can kill. But that's not what it was. It was designed because it was fast. It would injure somebody, and now you have... Three people out of the fight because two of them are carrying one person out. Well, of course, like any country, you get the United States that uses an AR style weapon mm-hmm. in war. It's a two two three or a five five six. The whole idea to having a different caliber weapon when you go over there, so that when you were shot, they can't pick your ammunition up and use. They can pick your gun up and use it, but they're only going to get away with whatever rounds you yep. have left there. Well, that's unless Joe Biden leaves a whole entire. Well, yeah. Well, we know. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started with that because I, I, I got, I could go on and on and on for that one. I don't understand why that motherfucker didn't just use the use the weapons he left there to destroy the weapons he left there. Yeah, I. I, I it it I, doesn't doesn't make sense to me. I really don't know. I want to know why the Iraqis are allowed to have a black hawk and I'm not. <laughs> and guess what? We paid for it. Yeah, well, you know, I fuck it, right? I don't fucking know, dude. I, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. The the the, the AR-15, it's it's just a scary looking weapon. That's why Joe Biden wants it gone. 
But and again, and that's why everybody's everybody's scared of it. It's 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 a scared thing. I'm scared of what the way the weapon looks. They don't understand that I can take a hunting rifle that takes a two two three or a five five six. That's got a wooden stock, a wooden handle, the whole nine yards. It doesn't look so scary. It looks like I'm going to go hunt some deer. Mm -hmm. And I can take that weapon and I can fire at the same rate as that AR-15 that I got. Absolutely. And the other thing that people don't realize is, you know why the AR-15 is the most popular rifle today? Video games. No. Well, with the younger crowd, yes. Okay. But why (laughs) so many people go out and get it? It is the most customizable gun. Oh, absolutely. You can, absolutely. You can change the caliber of it. You can change where the stock is. You can put a scope on it. You can put a red dot on it. You can make it fit you. So that way you are the most comfortable with that firearm. Shit hits the fan in this country. What are you going with? Oh, well, listen, I'm a 1911 guy. I'm going to grab a mat. But that's me. <laughs> Shit hits the fan. <laughs> I, honestly, dude, I, you see my weapons. I, the, the, my, you know, 762 is kind of like, all right, I'm going to that. But... Actually, I always wanted an AK. Yeah. And the reason why is probably the most dependable. Oh, God. you uh, <laughs> The AK-47, there's a... There, and again, between gun people, there's always the debate. The 223 the, or the AK. Right. The AK will shoot every time. It will go bang every time you pull that trigger. It's it's very, very, very dependable weapon. Yes. yes. Now, can you take an AK out to 400 yards and hit a dime? No. Probably not. But now, well, there are shooters that can. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They. they I am not that shooter. They, don't get me wrong. They have uh, the sniper rifles made oh, yeah. from an AK-47. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see that. And there's guys who can shoot it that way. Yes. But... No, they're not really made for that. Right. That's not what that's not what an AK is for. It is made to shoot. I watched a video of a guy firing the fuck out of one. Right, the fucking barrel was red, red, beat red. <laughs> Hold on, and then all of a sudden it wouldn't fire no more. It would stop. Right, so the guy took it and he's looking at it. Right, and he gives it a second to not really to cool down, but he just takes it and he smacks it against a tree like five times, and all of a sudden it's firing again. Bang, 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 bang. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Iraqi vet eighty eight eighty eight. Yes, I've seen that video. The man is insane. He whacked it against a tree a couple of times. I'm like, like a baseball bat. I'm like, and it worked. Yep, yep. Fucking cool. I, yeah, that's what I would go with. I mean, I loved, I, I always wanted an AK. I never owned an AK. I fired them plenty of times. Oh, yeah. I never owned one. Always wanted one. I, I got an SK. It's the baby, you know, it's it's basically the fucking sister gun. Similar. Yeah, similar. It's just the AK is just, it's Man. cool. It's just cool. It's see, cool. So you got to get in touch with me more often. I've yeah. sold three of them. <laughs> the, see, the, the SK, I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, having one, I don't know. So I know that it's Chinese made, the one I have. Mm-hmm. There's a few different ones. Um, I don't know the dependableness upon those compared. Because they're more like, I've noticed a throwaway gun, it seemed like they were in the war. That well, they were a gun that was able. You fired it until it fired no more. You throw it. You know, you throw it on the ground and yeah. try to find an enemy's gun or something. And back I mean, in the war, like I said, they are similar to an AK. The the AK is the better of the two, obviously. Sure, absolutely. Whatever most people want, but they're they're just as much fun. And I don't know. I I me um um how do I say. I'm American as they come. That's why I said when you asked me what am I going for? Patriotism? It's hitting that 1911. Listen, I got you've seen it. I got oh, yeah. 1911 and I will that'll be in my hip. That's oh, damn yeah. for damn sure. Oh yeah. I don't know if that'll be the gun I'm grabbing to go to war. Well, but and, it's you know and again, I, I shoot a lot and I kinda a buddy of mine kinda told me something. I got a little aggravated at myself, so I gave it a try and I pulled out my nineteen eleven and the guy that was with me. We're looking at the 100-yard target, and I start hitting it with my 1911. 
And he's like, how the hell are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just figuring this out. And he's like, you only shot it once and missed. And then the next three hit the target. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to figure out where it's going to go. Oh, Jesus Christ. So what do you think? Do you think that we're possibly are on a road to something of this nature? Of what nature? Where they're going to come to our house and take our guns? Yeah. Um, the problem is, is do I necessarily see it happening in the near future? No. But what the what they're going to do first, they're going to chip away at it and chip away at it and chip away at it and chip away at it. And 10, 15, 20 years down the road, all of a sudden we're going to go, oh my God, we gave up all our rights. Um, and there's nothing you can do at that point. They're not going to come right to your house next year and take your AR, my beliefs anyway. But they're going to say, hey, we don't want you to have flash suppressors. Hey, we don't want you the to have... The slow, the slow, yeah, the slow takeaway. They're going to take it away. It's a slow takeaway. A piece it, it, at a time. The, the bump stock is just a start. Oh, yeah. You know, and then a suppressor, then a 30-round mm-hmm. mag, so on and so forth. Yep, and that's what I think that they're going to do. And, and again, when, when, when I have, I don't want to say arguments, but when I have discussions with people, the, the one thing that they all say is... You have to compromise. You have to meet in the middle. And I tell them the same thing. What you don't understand is where we're at now is the middle. And the problems are not going away. You keep talking about these illegal people having guns. None of what you're doing to the legal gun owner or the legal gun buyer is slowing down the person that is buying the illegal firearm. Well... That's the whole kicker. There's more illegal guns probably on the street than there are illegal guns in existence. Right. You you can't stop it. You're never going to stop it. The point, my whole thing is, and I I tried to think of this, like, even if they came door to door, how do they know what you got anyway besides your handguns? They don't. They don't. And that's, and again, you're talking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I went to a store. I had to buy my AR. I bought that brand new. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I bought my little MK22 brand new. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's obviously a paper trail to me buying it at some point. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I could have just sold it. But then again, no, I could have. Long guns, state of Pennsylvania, long long guns guns are allowed to be face-to-face. Yeah. Which means that if I have a long gun that you want and you offer me money, I can sell it. Now, as the seller... Mm -hmm. I am now, I don't want to say responsible, but say you take that and you do something and Harsh, they're, they're right. going to come back to me and they're going to say, did you sell this gun to them? And I have to say yes. And they're going to ask me, did you guys do a background check? Well, no. Why didn't you? Because I know that he can pass a background check. Well, how do you know that? Because I know that he has firearms. Yeah, and he has a license to carry. Right. So there's there 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 is some things that go along with that face-to-face selling. Okay. Um, so them knowing, them, them taking away your AR-15 is not really feasible anyway. They, they don't even know if you have one. No. To be honest with you. Nope. They, they nope. have no clue that you have one. Nope. But they're going to go door-to-door. If they ever do go door-to-door, they're just going to go door-to-door to people who have handguns can, mm-hmm. thinking they might have ARs and have a search warrant of some sort and want to search your home. And good luck coming into my house. Yeah. Because... Well, good point with that one. <laughs> anyway, there's some cool statistics in here I've been reading. There are probably more modern rifles in circulation than there are F-150 pickup trucks in 28... Uh, than there are F-150 pickup trucks. Absolutely. In in 2018, there was 909,334 F-150s were sold. Twice as many modern rifles were sold the same year. Imagine, every time you pass an F-150 pickup truck, there's two guns in circulation. Yep. 
I love this shit, man, because dude, this is this is the American like all right. Like I said, with everything that's going on right now, Americans are lazy right now. January sixth. What do you think about January sixth? Oh God, here we go with that. Um, I, 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 I listen, dude. Everything on this show is opinionated. Everybody knows if you have fucking question you want to talk, unrealpodcast101 at gmail.com, write me, and I'll fucking answer them on the next one. But this is all opinionated. This is uncut, uncensored. Talk. I, you're not going to – listen, dude. Nah, I am I, totally biased when it comes to any shit. Like I, I don't – you know what I mean? I have no – like I have my, my opinions, my thing, but, I, you know, there's that, no – Everything that happened that day, what I find funny, and I and I say to other people, what about the five months before that when all the protesters were burning down the city? Oh, absolutely. Lobbing, lobbing cars 100%. down. 100%. 100%. But they're protesters. Not all protesters are violent protesters. Right. Well, how come the same rules don't apply? Because they stormed the Capitol building. But it's... Because it's the Capitol building, it's different. It's the same scenario. Well, they claim it was an attack on the United States well, by man. its own people. Yeah, <laughs> by the people for the people. Anyway. By the people for the people. That's the that's the problem in today's society. That they don't get. Listen, January sixth, my opinion was definitely unacceptable. Unacceptable. It was unacceptable. It was a fucking a mess. It was a shit show of idiots going in and destroying shit without any. Nothing came about of it. You're right. But at the, at the same time, everybody wants to say that, you know, at the time, Donald Trump is the one that orchestrated that. Well, wait a minute. I heard the man's speech. And yeah, yes, I, I heard every fucking bit of the man's speech. Um, he said the march down there. Yeah, he said he march never down said there. He never said to go bashing into there and destroying shit. No. Never but, said it once. But wasn't it, uh, and I'm trying to remember who, what senator it was that said, you know, we have to start getting into people's faces when they were talking about the 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 whole George Floyd, oh, absolutely, yeah, um, violent protests or whatever you want to call it, you have to get into people's faces and let your opinions be heard. Why well, didn't hear Donald Trump say that? I said we're going to march down there and we're going to let them know mm-hmm. that we, we want to be we want to be heard. heard. And but that meant that to everybody else out there, hey, wait a minute. He's overthrowing the government, and he's telling the people to go in there and... I know. It's a bunch of propaganda bullshit pushed by media and everybody else. The, the thing is, all right, right, January 6th was unacceptable. Absolutely. But it was understandable. Yes, and especially... I understand why they had it. I understand completely why it went down. Absolutely, and it's the same thing with, with the whole George Floyd thing. Um, yeah, I can understand why people were pissed. I was pissed. And again, no matter, I'm going off with just what I believe. Going into that, that cop should not have his knee on that man's neck. Absolutely not. For nine and a half minutes. No, he should not. He should be charged with it. Absolutely. Does that mean that every cop out there has to be. No, it does not. No, it does not. Just like every black person in America shouldn't be held to George Floyd's standards. Absolutely. But, but at the same time, and again, something else that bothered me was my grandfather went over to the beaches of Normandy mm-hmm. and fought for this country. Sure. And when he died, he was given a flag break coffin, whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. He had a, a gun salute that he was supposed to get. Right. This man had 
a flag draped coffin. I know. Doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. at all. Not one bit. I yeah. don't agree with anything that George Floyd had. They, they, come on. They want to um, pardon him. I just seen that the other day in Texas for wow. a drug thing. And, of course, the media puts it out there, and it's it's a, it's a big news all of a sudden. And it's like – I actually post it on there. I go, why the fuck is this news? He's dead. Yeah. There's the, – pardon what? A dead guy? And what, what is that going to fucking prove to for, anything or anybody? Like, oh, my God. You're going to pardon him for a crime that he committed. Exactly. At the time, it was a crime just because it's not a crime anymore because drug-related things are different now today with weed and shit being legal, which is fine. I, I'm, I'm all for that. It's good. Let well, it be illegal. Here's the problem. As a gun owner, they say marijuana, you know, it can help with pain and all this sure. stuff. And I got... You can't have a license to carry if you... You, you can't need. get a firearm. No, you can't. You can't get a firearm if you if you smoke pot. It's fucked up, ain't it? No. But, <laughs> but guess what? I can go to the doctor and he can prescribe me any opioid he yeah. wants and I don't, I don't lose my permit to carry. No, I know. Exactly. Doesn't you can take oxycodone and yeah. fucking not... Yeah. It's it fucking... It's absolutely, absolutely no sense. sense. Absolutely. With this being said, we're going to continue this in one second. But as we're coming down to final minutes, we're going to do a fucking part two to this. Okay. So we'll be back in a few.